0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clipped that. I'm not playing in your league unless I can draft myself. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of football, I live a pretty boring life. With Matt Harmon.
0: Last night at the bar we were at, I had some really bad queso. I've
1: never had no bad queso, really. Because I know there's some guys that are like, oh, no, you know, I'm just sticking to my diet. Well, I'm going to plan. I'm going to plan to make sure that I can have a plate.
0: It's Wednesday, November 30th, and that means it's time for another awesome episode of Eckler's Edge. we got a big show. We have Josh Allen later in the show. I, I feel like I never do a good job with this, Austin. Hey, but by the way, yeah, join me as Los Angeles Chargers running back, Austin Eckler. Oh, yeah, he yeah I'm here too, guys. He's hey. the man. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah he's here. Yeah. But I feel like, Austin, I never do a good job when we have these big-time guests from the jump being like, hey, by the way, stick around to the end of the episode because we got Josh Allen. But, hey, oh, you're yeah. here with me, as you always are. How's it going, buddy? What's up?
1: Oh man man that look it's week 13 you know we're in these tight games body's hurting you know like it's it's getting to the end of the season where it's it's the real grind of the nfl yeah. you know you kind of build up to it but now it's like things linger you know there's the ups and downs never go away but now the body's really, really starting to feel it so Physically, I'm hanging in there, which is what you got to do because the NFL doesn't stop. But mentally, you know, I'm I'm ready to attack this week. So that's where I'm at right now, man.
0: No doubt, it's always always good to do this, man. And and I think I've gotten this is something I already knew and and felt from you know just following the league for a long time. But I feel like, and I hope the listeners get this too, a deeper appreciation of just how like much you guys go through just by just by checking in with you every every single week man because i mean you could you could tell that like the energy and and physical well-being that you had at the beginning of the season isn't there not like you're out missing games or anything but it's just the grind i think is again i hope the listeners are getting this too the feeling that you that you guys have it to go through every
1: single week it's 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 crazy because it really comes down to like what's new do i have any new injuries or how are my old ones you know if you get through good and didn't make anything worse that's amazing but usually like this last week like i had some stuff banked up you know oblique calf you know my spine still and so now this week it's like now my neck now i have a strained shoulder and now my calf is a little bit worse you know coming out of that game so it just like re-ups your, your, you know, schedule of treatment, like, okay, now you got this thing. And then you get those back to, okay, this is manageable. I could play on this, go play a game. All right. Did those make it through? Is there anything new? And then it just continues to pile up. And when we get this late into the season, stuff doesn't really have time to heal. So it's just, you just get it manageable or into a state that's like, okay, I could play on that. And then you just go out there and, you know, hope for the best. Um, but here's the thing when you're playing, usually the adrenaline kind of takes over and you don't really feel it until like, the day after where it's like yeah. oh yeah so like now I'm, now i'm dealing with the neck like oh because the doctor after the game is like how's your neck feeling it's like oh pretty good you know come back in the treatment day um the day later it's like okay wait a minute no my neck is not okay <laughs> like i don't know what's going on with my neck right now um so that's that's kind of how the progression goes and if you have small things that's great Right. Like the things I'm doing with little strains here, you know, this, there bruised bones, you know, dislocated finger, you know, like those are little things, you know. So that's like the norm. And so it's crazy, but I've been doing this for 20 years. So it's like for me, it's like typical.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I get that. And I just got to give you a lot of respect for that. I I just think it's one thing like you Google Austin Eckler neck right right now and it's like something from 2018 so i just think that people i hope again get a greater appreciation for what you guys go through on a daily basis and and i'm all about always been about like hey we get to play fantasy football we get to analyze the nfl and we get to watch this great game because of what you guys do and and like it should always be about the players and stuff like that so i i think it's just i hope people get that and the other thing that pops up too is this picture of you uh, flexing the hell out of your your traps and everything. So. <laughs>
1: that thing went viral, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, understandably. Uh, hey, before we get into the show here, I do of course want to always give you a chance to uh pump the even though we've kind of already gotten to the show, pump the the giveaways here a little bit for the people out
1: there. Before, yeah, we you recap, know, we'll keep it uh, quick because it's the same as last week. You know, we have the fantasy football jersey giveaways that I do every single week. If you have me on your team, it's a way I show a little bit of love to people who have my me on their team. Um, By giving away two signed uh, jerseys every single week, all you got to do is tag me in a post that proves that you have me on your team, and you will be entered. And we uh, announce those any time between Tuesday and, like, Thursday um, on my Instagram and Twitter. So you can tag me on Instagram and Twitter. That will enter you in. And, uh, yeah, good luck, everyone, this upcoming week. All right, let's
0: dive right into it. Chargers 25, Cardinals 24, Austin, man, whew, you know, I watched that game from start to finish, watched it with my dad who was here visiting for Thanksgiving, uh, uh, you know, and we were both, of course, like rooting for the Chargers. And, you know, he's, he's sitting there like, hey, there's your guy. There's your guy because he listened to the show, obviously. And, <laughs> and, uh, and we both at the end of it were like, whew, what that was hell? stressful.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm still I'm still a little salty from that game. Um, just individually, I could have had um, like I must have a better I would say outing than that. Like my standard of play definitely was not where I wanted it to be. Um, There was some mental errors and then just physicality from a standpoint, um, things that I'm usually able to situation. I'm usually able to make people miss that. I wasn't things like that. Um, So there were some things that I'm really frustrated about. I feel like it didn't have to be that close. And I think I was actually a big part of that. Um, And so, but that's the NFL. Things are really small. Right. And, you know, I'm so hard on myself because you know, I'm from a, position where i was six string and i didn't have any uh, room for air right? it was like hey like you you got to build the trust and that stayed with me throughout my entire career that's what i've been able to build up to the point i'm at right now so that's why i'm a little salty coming out of that even though i'm so happy for our team that we won the game but it's like i i could do a better job to put ourselves in a position so that it's not coming down to a game winner at the end um but yeah absolutely you know so happy for us to pull it out last second game winner you know me twisting ugh Get in there. I did so on that last play, like it's we know I'm going to the flat. It's me and the linebacker, who's faster, who can run, you know, to the sideline. I'm giving like a little terrible fake. It's not even really fake. I'm just going like this. Hopefully mm-hmm. I can stop his feet. Whoever's guarding me for just a split second was able to do that. And then it's raced to the pylon. And I was I didn't wasn't able to catch it clean with my hands to like actually go like reach it in and like clearly get it in. I had like caught it with my chest because it was a little behind me. Yeah. So I I couldn't reach. So the only thing I could do was just like turn my body and kind of like like try to put the nose <laughs> of the ball over. If you see that that clip, it was able to to barely get it in. Um, you know there at the end. So wow, what a game! What a game!
0: Yeah, it it was a hell of a game, a hell of a just final drive there. I think you guys really put it together. And I wanted to specifically talk about the two point conversion play with you because we don't do a lot of like i mean i would love to do more of it but you know it's a a packed show right like individual play breakdowns but yeah that two-point conversion play i was like wow hell of a design love the angle route in the in the tight spaces like that it felt like and you could tell me if i'm wrong or you could tell me like i'm not telling you all that type of stuff but um it really felt like your purpose on that play we've talked about this before this doesn't show up in the fantasy numbers at all but it's a well-executed play by you was to put like take one linebacker with you and put the other guy in conflict to open that up for Gerald Everett. I just thought it was a really well-designed play.
1: Yeah. So I'll try to break it down as like for dummies try to, but imagine there's someone who has the flat, which is anything like outside the tackle box on both sides. Right. So someone has to go out there and guard that we call it the flat player. And then the person that's guarding inside of them say like right over the tackle in that area is called the hook player. Um, So what we're trying to do is put a lot of stress on the hook player. Um, And so I started on the opposite side, I was on the left side, and I ran behind Justin and then into the flat, um, the flat area at the snap of the ball. At the same time, we snap the ball. Gerald is also looking like he's also running into the flat. So for a split second, it looks like there's two people running to the flat. Well, the flat person can't guard two people. So guess what? The guy inside of him, who was the hook player, has to also go out to the flat so we can have two-on-two out there. So that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to get both these guys to run out. Well, if they run out, guess what Gerald can do You know, coming out? He can put his foot in the ground cut across the hook player who's moving out and get inside to where he was guarding and catch the ball right in the, in the hook area. So that's kind of the stress of that play that we're putting on this flat and this hook defender being like, Hey, everyone's running to the flat. Everyone go over there. Mm-hmm. They do that. Boom. Put on the brakes, get inside easy touchdown or two point conversion in that case. Well,
0: either way. Yeah. Incredible. Well-designed play. Shout out to Joe Lombardi for that one. Uh, Joe takes, Joe takes some crap on, on Twitter from like uh yeah. From 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 folks. Uh, but I thought that was extremely well designed. I thought that was uh, it's just always cool to see running backs as we typically think about, you know, wide receivers like dictating coverage, taking an extra defender with them, you know, stuff like that. I think it's really been cool to see guys like you and Christian McCaffrey, you know, in Carolina, but even now in San Francisco, putting guys in conflict and and being like almost a, a gravitational force to open it up for traditional pass
1: passcasters, wide receivers, tight ends, right. etc. Well, if you're playing the Chargers, who do you really need to stop in the red zone? Um, it's going to come down. You, you better you better chip me. You better like hit me or something, because I mean, just over the past you know two years now, like we're coming to me in the red zone. You know, like that's that's what it comes down to. You know, you know Lombardi always says it. And also Coach Staley, like there's two people that have to come alive in the red zone. It's the quarterback's legs and our running backs. You know, because everything's so congested in the backfield. And so it's like, okay, the guys underneath got to get open and they got to run and make something happen. That's me. Or it's going to scramble and they're dropping eight. And then, okay, now you got to make something happen with your legs and extend the play. And that's where you see, you know, Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, you know, moving around, making something happen. And people got to get open while you're able to keep it alive. So what it comes down to.
0: No doubt, great stuff uh all the way around, really fun game to watch. Anything else from this game or should we move on to the mailbag?
1: Man, um I just in general, it's funny cuz I see all like the comments on on um, the inst- Instagram for the Chargers. People are like all the Charger fans like, "Well, I lost another uh year of my life from watching for being a fan of this team." <laughs> um but, you know, nothing new there. Like people are just so stressed watching us man i'm like i know i'm sorry like why why do we have to make it so close i don't know that's just the team that we have you know we're a gritty bunch of guys we're gonna fight all the way to the last minute and uh you know it's gonna be for whatever reason every game it feels like we're in this dog fight and it's never been like oh we got a two-score lead you know we can relax like you know there's no relaxing if you're a charger fan or if you're on the chargers team <laughs>
0: No doubt. Uh, that's what I told you a couple, co- many a shows ago. Now at this point, during that Falcons game, the Chargering thing. And so it is. Yes. Like I said, I'm I, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for the Chargers this year because because of the show. And I'm like, my God, this is, this is not. I'm not built for this, dude. I'm not. I'm not built for this. So uh,
1: <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's imagine a, how we like, feel. We're out there. Uh, yeah, right. do it. You know. So, but no, I I totally understand from a Chargers standpoint. Chargers fan because my family goes through. I talk to them after every game. They're like, oh. Austin, why do you do this? I'm like, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well,
0: <laughs> it makes for it makes for an all around and entertaining product, even if it is extremely stressful on you guys and and, yeah. and the fans out there. Absolutely. So it makes for a fun game. But all right, let's move on to our mailbag here. Remember, folks, ask Austin at yahoo sports.com. You can send written emails, audio, video, whatever. Uh, we haven't gotten any audio or video ones in a while, but we have gotten a few uh, returning customers to the old mailbag so shout out to the diehards out there this is from our old friend Mayer, i believe wrote in a few um yeah. a few episodes ago we had a good question there got another one here hi austin hypothetically speaking if you had the power to trade any player to the charges right now from across the league offense defense or hey even coaching staff who would you bring in to help
1: us get to the playoffs Ooh, who would i bring in see this is this is always tough for me because like that's out of like my jurisdiction of like what I'm focusing on. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know, you know, like what's yeah. going to help us, who's going to help us. I'm sure there are people that could help us. But for me, like, I, I honestly have no idea. You know, I, I look, we have guys, we have playmakers all around the field in different, you know, areas. We have some injuries that, you know, some of our starters are out. So definitely we could use some starters, but that's not necessarily how trades work in the NFL. Um, you know, just going, Oh, we got a starter. We need to like, you have to give up stuff. Um, and so trades are 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 so much more, I guess, complicated than just like oh this is our only need. It's like what do we have? Um, I well, know you mentioned high- the
0: guys on IR. How about you trade? How about you trade for like a I don't know some kind of mystic to to help you heal the, the dudes <laughs> that you were planning to come <laughs> right, into the season with right. to bring some of them off IR? The guys who've been dealing with multiple injuries. Now that that would be a trade worth making. Not sure what that's going to cost you in draft compensation or you know. I don't know, but <laughs> something, to, something to consider. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, that one—that one's a little bit more, uh, a little deeper than the service. I feel like with what that's going to cost you, uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's going to cost—that's
0: going to cost you some stuff, right? Uh, yeah, let's 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 not t- you know let's not touch black here, magic on the show. Yeah, exactly. All right, next question here we got from Daniel. It's a roller coaster season, and there's a lot of criticism out there from sports media and armchair trolls. What is the most grievous mischaracterization about either the Chargers or even a fantasy perspective that you want to clear up?
1: Armchair Trolls. Oof. Wow. The Armchair Trolls. You know, I feel like it... I feel like it gives life. Like, in a, in a weird sense, you need the trolls. Because mm. I, I think it... This is kind of beside the question, but I'm just kind of explaining this. Like, I think with the trolls comes the arguments that make really good points out there that people can then talk about, right? Um, Because if you don't have these trolls, then you don't have these conflicting viewpoints about people and things like that. Um, I haven't really had those this year because I've been, you know, doing my part. I'll get the, every once in a while, I needed three more points from you, you suck um, type of thing. Or my favorite one is, my favorite one I got in the comments, like, you lost me $800. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I lost. I lost you eight hundred dollars, huh? Not the fact that you bet on it. You lost eight hundred dollars. Why'd you bet on that? The <laughs> lack of
0: personal accountability in our society. <laughs> don't even get me started.
1: Oh, man. So, yeah, th- that, let's go with that answer. That was perfect. The the personal accountability. Let's get that cleared up. Realize if if you are all putting bets on us to perform, that's saying you think we're going to do this. But that doesn't mean we're required to. That That's not on us if we don't get it. That's on you for taking a risk. And guess what? We didn't perform yeah. to those standards of the bet, and it didn't come through. You know, that's why competition is so great. You don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes people are going to pop off. Sometimes they're not. Um, So, look, you need to have some self-accountability and understand that you are responsible for your own betting.
0: Hey, hey, damn straight. Uh, uh, Same goes for me double everything Austin just said. Especially when it's like, oh, I needed three more points. It's like, okay. (laughs) Okay. That you know, there are other dudes on the roster. You could have made different lineup choices. That's on you, okay? You never, you never complain to players. You never. I don't even like people. And this is not like, oh, I can't take it type of thing. Like, I don't even like when people complain. You know, to other analysts or or whatever, right? Like, you made the choice to play that. Like, even if it was on someone's recommendation, whatever. Like, personal accountability. (laughs) It's got to be important, okay? That's that's all I'm saying. Well, one other thing too, Austin. By the way, this is just a, a a good. Good piece of advice for everybody out there. I said this to someone today when they were talking about like, oh, you know, people say Lamar can't throw or whatever. But it's like, oh, is the supporting cast really doing him any favors? Stuff like that. My one big life lesson for people out there, learn when people are unserious and the people that you just need to ignore. Okay, like for armchair trolls, stuff like that. There's there's plenty of things in life like that. People are you're just an unserious person. You can go ahead and ignore that. You'll find a little more inner peace online. Right. unsolicited advice from from me here i I would agree look
1: you don't know any of these people's backgrounds you don't know who these people are you don't know if they're trolling if they're actually being serious for the most part it probably is not even worth your time to even go back there and comment or actually take it seriously Um, yeah but i will say one it does lead to some interesting conversations that usually end up making me laugh because i'm like people are actually really ridiculous out here like Man. people are ridiculous. Yes,
0: people. Are, wow. People are ridiculous. Like all those people when you drive, like just when you especially, you know, you and I live in L.A. There's plenty of whack job drivers out here. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, those people are crazy on the road. Just imagine what they're doing on the Internet. Like that's those are the those are they're all the same weirdos <laughs> out there. I don't know. Not us, oh. though. Me and you. We're, we're totally perfect and flawless in all things. Uh, <laughs> Not certainly. saying
1: that. Not saying that. <laughs> However, I'm not blaming other people because of my faults. I'm taking advantage or not taking advantage. I'm taking accountability, as we just said, of my faults. Like, I know my faults, you know, and that's that's one of the things I live by. I live by my principles, my my fundamentals. And I know that, hey, I might not always get the result that I want, but that's not the fault of X, Y, Z, you know, that sometimes is the way it is or sometimes for the most part, I would say comes back to me. Um, I probably didn't take advantage enough, or didn't do enough to get it in a position where I could take advantage of that, or even make that comment. That's why. That's why s- I'm very careful about the things that I talk about. It's because, like, if I put myself in a place where now I'm talking about something new, guess what? Am I going to be able to put myself in a situation where now I can answer questions about those? Like, if we got some of these trolls and put them up on the stage and we started asking them questions, okay, why did you say this? What has led up to this? Well, it's probably really short-term emotions that got them in those feels at the, at the time. Right. So everyone just take a deep breath. Don't do anything that you can't come back from. That's going to be catastrophic to you. And uh, you know, for the most part, you'll be fine. If you can, if you can follow those things, right. Like take things slow, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And for
0: the, for the folks out there who don't follow that, like you can just ignore those people. Okay. And and it's not worth your earth seconds uh, worrying too much about it. All right. Last question here we got from Gabe. Austin, I'm going to be taking, to pop my pen out and take some notes on this one too. Oh Austin, I wanted to know what your diet consists of and how it varies from off season uh, during the season and what supplements you take. I don't think you need to answer that one, but uh, I'm into fitness and think you have an insane physique for someone whose goals are to be functionally fit and not just look aesthetic. Also, thank you for carrying my fantasy teams the last two years. Yeah, you're welcome, Gabe.
1: Heck yeah, man. Good stuff. Appreciate the love. Um, So for me, like gonna sound redundant because my life is very redundant it's basically all the same stuff just in different aspects of it but it comes down to the fundamentals right the principles right so the principle that i live by when it comes to eating food because i'm not like oh i only eat super clean like i don't eat ice cream i won't eat you know what the knd like i'll eat that stuff but in moderation and making sure i'm cutting out all the excess fats and sugars um from my like major my main meals um i would say my main meals are some type of rice bowl whether it's mm. rice and turkey with some veggies and some sauces or maybe it's you know like a chipotle rice bowl type of thing like that type of like imagine that um that's like my main meal and then usually for breakfast in the morning i usually drink the same thing usually have a smoothie with two eggs uh, some oats Uh, and some strawberries and then if i'm in bulking season i'll use whole milk if i'm getting a little bit uh uh, too heavy i'll start using um, almond milk right and so really comes down to consistent i drink like like i said every single morning it's the same breakfast um that's during the off season during the regular season we have the table so i'll have a slice of ham potatoes and then a strawberry smoothie with some whey protein in it um and then for really i would say The best thing about it is that I don't have to think I wake up, I know what I'm going to eat. It's fine. Like I'm not, like, it's not making like, okay, now I got to make eggs. What are you gonna make today? Like it's very simple, especially the smoothie during the off season takes me two minutes. Like I hate cooking. So it's like, what's, what can I do to supplement that? Okay, let me drink a smoothie. And then for lunch is usually the rice bowl. And then for dinners where I usually add variety, uh, whether it's some type of pasta, whether it's, you know, some pork chops um, or that's why I really spice it up for breakfast, lunch, Pretty much the same thing year round. And then, you know, if I have a snack every once in a while, you know, maybe take the lady out to some ice cream, something like that. She loves to to get some ice cream. So we'll definitely have some ice cream. And I love to snack too. Like I love hot Cheetos, even though they make me sweat profusely.
0: Um. <laughs> big into the big into the cheetos this is the like this is the i think the second or third time they've come up on the show
1: <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i need to get deal with them Um hot cheetos like i love hot cheetos but like i said it's everything in moderation so to control myself like i because i know if i have hot cheetos in the house i'll eat them and so it's like mm, okay yeah. i'm not gonna buy them this week like 100%. i'll buy them next time i go to the grocery store you know so just not having in the house is a whole way to discipline yourself and hold yourself accountable
0: yeah. I feel like we could do a full show, maybe like in the off season someday on like fitness and health and accountability and yeah. and, and diet. You know, I obviously went through a, a little transformation myself yeah, several did. years ago. And and it's like something I keep, you know, obviously got to keep coming back to, but I, I love we, the three pillars there of we like, should,
1: we should ask you about this question.
0: Well, maybe we got, we got a, we're running short here on time, but maybe some other time we'll, we'll talk about that. Like I said, maybe we need to we need to bring you back in the offseason, do a full like uh, rundown on, right. on on all this stuff. Cause I love talking about it.
1: And um, Yeah, because for this, me it's a little different, right? I've been in athletics, I've been working out my entire yeah. life. So I've had to be in shape, right? Where for you, you went through an adversity of getting yourself back into shape and now look at you looking great. Um, so I think that could be a little bit more, I guess, uh relatable to someone that's not have been in sports for 30 years or 27 yeah. years, whatever it's been, you know, for me, you know.
0: And talk about like pushing yourself and um, always want to do a little bit better. That's definitely where I'm at from like a a health standpoint, especially come. I mean, my God, let's not even talk about like Thanksgiving and uh, the week.
1: But I would say put that in the past. I would say what you did is a lot harder than what I did because I just stayed the same. You know, you decided you wanted to make a change in your life and you flipped the switch, which is extremely hard to do. Um, So shout out to Matt. We definitely got to get into that story.
0: Well, I appreciate it, Austin. Yeah, someday we'll we'll do the whole thing. Anyways, again, ask Austin at yahoo sports.com. Get your questions in. Last thing here before we throw it real quick before we throw to the Josh Allen interview. You guys are playing um, Las Vegas this week. Getting the Raiders here. Josh Jacobs, man. I know we've talked about him on the show before, but I think we just got to mention him real quick here. Josh Jacobs uh, was from my buddy Adam Harstad. We used to write together at Football Guys way way back at the beginning of my uh, my little football career here. Josh Jacobs just became the 11th player in NFL history with a game of 300 plus yards from scrimmage. The 11th player. I mean, and Austin, we talked about this with Andy Barons on the show yesterday because he was like one of the only fantasy analysts that was like, you need to draft Josh Jacobs because he was a guy that people discredited because of the fifth year contract stuff playing in the Hall of Fame game. A bunch of like nonsense notes here, man. The guy is on an unbelievable tear. And I I mean, just the power of motivation, I feel like that's got to be the story with Josh Jacobs and the whole fifth year option thing.
1: Yeah. You know, I think he's always had spurts Um, that, man, this guy's a player like he can run through stuff. You know, I've, I've just seen him run hard for years, you know, going against him twice a year in our division. Um, But he is definitely elevated and kept that a little bit more consistent this year than any year I've ever seen. It. And obviously with his last game went crazy with 300 total yards of <laughs> offense well, and I think two touchdowns, right? <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was an absurd. It was an absurd game from a you know statistical and obviously fantasy perspective. Yeah,
1: I'm sure there's like probably like 70% of teams or even more than that one with him on the team something crazy. Him,
0: By the way, that 300 yard note. I just want to make a point of this. Like most of the dudes on here are like Julio Jones antonio brown calvin johnson like wide receivers doing that stuff the only adrian peterson is on there you know priest holmes is on there but it's like
1: it's crazy for a running back to do that yeah so he's talking about some legends right there to be you know you know considered with right there and so you know i'm happy for this guy man you know and he's he's gonna be hitting the open market so guess what someone better someone better bring a big check My boy, Josh, because he's put it out there. And uh, like I said, I'm happy for him. You know, it ended up working out for him, you know, one way or another, things tend to do that. And so for him, uh, I'm not looking forward to going against him this week, but uh, I'm looking forward (laughs) to seeing the rest of his career play out with whatever he gets done uh, in this offseason.
0: No doubt. Well, good luck to you guys. Uh, You know, you guys beat them in week one. 24 to 19 he had 14 carries he had four catches that feels like a, a thousand years ago at this point by the way doesn't yeah. it week one uh but yeah so good luck to you guys this week hopefully you can keep a little win streak going here uh let's throw to josh allen man we got a great conversation coming up with him let's get right into it
2: searching for nba playoff coverage we've got you Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
0: All right. Super, incredibly excited to welcome to Eckler's Edge, Josh Allen. Ever heard of him? Buffalo Bills quarterback. Josh, buddy, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this, man.
2: Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. I've uh, been seeing you guys' podcast kind of blowing up here recently, so yeah. glad, to, glad to get on.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. This this is... Uh... This is year two for us. Year two. You know, we had, uh, we had your tight end uh, on last year. Dawson, right? Um, Nox? Yeah, he yeah. He's the best, man. <laughs> Great personality, <laughs> man. Great personality. So glad we uh, get to get you on this year, man. Um, before we get going, um, you're here, you know, with, um, with My Cause, My cleats, correct? And Gillette. Um, and yes, I was, sir. I want to jump into what we got going on. If you could uh, give us a laydown of, of the collaboration.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know as well as I do, My Cause, My Cleats kind of a, a newer initiative in the last few years that the NFL has expanded on, letting guys wear something on their on their feet that they care about. It's a cause, a foundation, organization that means something to them. Um, this year, got to partner with Gillette and they found uh, an artist for, for me. His name is Joshua Videz, designed My Cleats. Um, got, you know, very much, it's, I mean, they, they killed them. They're freaking awesome. And they're matching the donation or when, when these, cleats are able to be auctioned off at nfl.com slash auction. So that's going to match that off that auction price. So hopefully awesome. people go and auction or bid on these, uh, these cleats cause they're going to be, they're going to be fantastic. I can't tell you much about them, but we'll see Thursday night.
1: Okay. Okay. So it's a little, there's a little anticipation there. You got to do your thing in some, some game worn cleats then, uh, or wait, are you going to wear it for the game or just, just warm? Oh yeah. Okay. No, I'm wearing them for
2: the game. That's Absolutely. what's
1: up. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, and is the foundation um, selected yet?
2: Yes. Yeah, so it's, uh, The Oshai Children's Hospital, which is obviously a children's hospital in the Western New York area. And uh, my grandmother passed away a few years ago. And Bill's fans started donating $17 to this hospital. And fast forward a few years later, a few million dollars raised. Wow! We now have the Patricia Allen Fund, the Patricia Allen Wing at Oshai Children's Hospital. So, again, these cleats go straight on, you know, everything that's uh, raised, all the proceeds, benefit the Patricia Allen fund and these kids and families and the staff there that are in dire need of of support. So it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Something that's going to link me to Buffalo and Australia Children's Hospital forever. And it's fun to to find new ways to raise money and, and incorporate that in my life. So I can't yeah. thank Gillette for, uh, you know, enough for helping me incorporate this and finding a brand that, you know, cares about the community that I'm involved in as well.
1: Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. That's what it's about. Using the platform, man, to go beyond just, just playing on the field. So Um yeah, shout out to you for getting on that. Yeah, make sure you check them out. And I mean, we already know there's gonna be millions of people watching you, not only because you're stud, um, but because you know, like we talk about on this podcast, you're on their fantasy teams as well. Um, so let's dive into a little bit. Have you have you had any interest, any connection in the fantasy football space? Yeah, so I
2: mean I play we play for pride here in Buffalo. There's a few of us that have played every year since I've been here um i've typically had some success this year not so much uh, oh I, no I
0: think,
2: yeah i think i'm two and nine at this point mm. um just just a tough tough year for for the boy you know yeah. i had some some guys go down with injuries which again part of the game i yeah. had the first pick overall and i did i messed up by not drafting you know austin here you have Um drafted yourself <laughs> I, yes, you the first know what? I tried to play like I tried to play smart. I was doing all the smart drafts. I was listening to what all these insiders had. Like, oh, Josh is going to be in like the second or third. Like, yeah. this is fine. They draft quarterbacks at high. Understanding that who I'm playing with. Like, there's I'm playing with teammates. Yeah, guys in the training staff. A couple strength staff guys. Like, mm. someone was going to pick me in the first round. I should have known that. Understood that. um
1: stupid (laughs) me i deserve it hey now you know when you have an opportunity you always take yourself first hey that's the only thing you can bet on as far as you know that's the only thing that you're out there and you can control you know i messed (laughs) up now i know now you know now you know Uh, yeah
0: that's got to be pretty frustrating when uh you're losing to yourself right because i know we've had we obviously we have austin on the show aaron jones has been on the show and said like the his only rule when playing fantasy football is like, I have to be able to take myself. So that's got to be, that's got to be pretty frustrating Josh. But I, I, listen, shout out to you. Obviously um, I've said this multiple times throughout the course of the show. My only good teams this year are my Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs like stacked teams. And that's a combination that you got to work hard to pull off, but you can pull it off. Um, I actually kind of want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, about Steph man, because uh, he and I go back a a few years. You know, I I do a series called reception perception where I chart like the routes for everybody and how often everybody gets open versus man press zone coverage. You know, I've been saying since like 2017 before even got to Buffalo, like this guy is an elite receiver who is able to get open at all levels, like among the best in the NFL. What has that connection been like from the moment that Diggs got there to now? Because I feel like you guys have taken it to a whole nother level this year where you're just completely simpatico.
2: Yeah, I think we complement each other so well. And I think it's it started day one when he got uh, you know, to our, to our organization here. The level of trust that we have with each other, the way that we are able to talk and communicate. You know, he, he free balls a little bit when he's on the field, but so <laughs> do I. So the connection that we have it's just like all right like I'm not gonna give you a depth on this route like I, I don't care if you're at seven I don't care if you're at 12 I'm gonna look your way you go get open like that's that's what it is so uh, I, I tell him he's got two rules he's got to get open and catch the ball and that's it <laughs> and he loves that it's, it's freed him up it's made him very flexible and you know um, how to run routes when to run them but again the dude just constantly gets open he makes he, he makes it easy for me to trust somebody. Uh, when it's one-on-one coverage outside, like I I know where I'm going here, um, and he's going to win for me, and he does it constantly.
1: Yeah, man, that's funny. Just speaking on that, we uh, Coach Lombardi, our offensive coordinator, calls that we have, he's like we got guideline guys, where it's like you got to get to depth, get that thing, and then we have <laughs> these other guys that if you have the chemistry and the quarterback's okay with it, we're okay with it. And it takes yeah. time to build that up, and you got to have some some trust in one another. So um, it's hard to get, but when you get it, like we've seen, man, it's a thing of beauty.
2: Yeah. And then sometimes it's subtle. It's body language. It's like a eye nod like a head nod or it's a, a quick, yeah. quick signal that he's looking at. And man, it's, it makes it fun. And like you said, there, there's some quarterbacks that don't function that way. It's like, I need you yeah. on my fifth step. You need to be at 12 yards and I'm putting the ball here yeah. where, you know, I've, I've never really played football that way. I've just kind of been a very reactionary type player where it's just like figure it out on the go. And, uh, nice. you know, I think that's kind of a,
1: it's how I live my life, so I just kind of wake up and figure out what I'm
0: doing today. <laughs> Love it, man. That's amazing, and and I think we don't talk about it enough when we talk, uh, when we analyze quarterbacks or analyze wide receivers, like the guys that that just fit well together. And I think you two, you know, like I said, I talked about him, talked about this with him earlier on before the season, how you guys have elevated each other. Hey, Josh. Last thing, we're gonna get you out of here, but last thing I want to ask you about, you know, jumping jumping back to the my cause, my cleats, and and the Children's Hospital in Buffalo. That fan base, you know, I think we know them, you know, on social media for jumping through tables and some of the crazy stuff. Right. But I think what's so cool about Bill's Mafia and your guys fan base there is that, like, I mean, a couple weeks ago, you guys are stuck in a snowstorm and they're digging guys, like literally going to guys' houses and digging them out of the snow. What is it like to have that group of folks uh, behind you, man?
2: It's, it's unbelievable, man. Like they, they care about football almost as much as I do. So to be able to play for a fan base that, again, they literally will give you the shirt off their back. They're digging our, our cars out. They're, you know, plowing our driveway so that we can get to a game. It's, it's unbelievable. Every year, no matter how good or bad we were the previous year, this year is our year. And it's the hope. It's the, the faith that they have in this team. And they've been through so much. You know, you're going back to the early 90s with the Super Bowls. You're, you're talking about the 17-year playoff drought. You know, there's there's a lot of different things that you can talk about, but they are faithful and they are energetic and they are themselves. And I freaking love it. And you see all these videos of them <laughs> doing crazy stuff in the tailgate. Right? <laughs> um, and it's 100 it's percent true, but it's 100 percent authentic. They just they like having a good time. and They love football.
0: Awesome, That's man. great, man. Well, hey, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. I know your time is valuable. We appreciate it. Good luck this Thursday, man. That's a, everybody's going to be watching big game. Uh, really excited, as always, to see Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills playing football.
2: Awesome, Matt. Thank you guys so much. Good luck to you this
1: week. You too, brother. See you, man.
0: All right. That was awesome. Thanks to Josh Allen for joining the podcast. Shout out to him. Covered a bunch of stuff there in a short amount of time. What a, just seems like a cool guy in addition to being a great quarterback, man.
1: Yeah, man. Like, you know, a guy that I think one of those guys that has talked to the media for a while. And I think you can always tell guys that are like, have been in the media, had, you know, a little bit of experience. They know how to play the game, you know, give you some Mm -hmm. substance and the answers. Um, so shout out to Josh. And you know, he's got a fantasy team. So, you know, yeah, getting into the, the value of fantasy, man.
0: Hopefully, hopefully he has a better 2023 season than a 2022 season. I, I felt bad uh saying I'm like, you know, hey, you're on all of my good teams, but uh your team maybe not so much. Not so mm-hmm. much.
1: I should we should ask them if there was a consequence for getting last. Dang it. I forgot to ask ah, that that's yeah. gotta be a go to for everyone that has a fantasy team. But um, yeah, nine and two, yeah, not great. Yeah, pretty much go next.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah. They're, they're re- they're, he's rebuilding, okay? He's thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah. next year, right? Uh, all that type of stuff. All right, Austin. Appreciate it. This was a great episode. Uh, again, good luck here in week 13 against the Raiders. I can't believe it's week 13. Time is flying, man. You can follow Austin on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there, For God's sakes, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I'll be back tomorrow with Dalton Del Don for Stat Nerd Thursday, a stat you need to know for all 32 NFL teams. Until then, we're out.